This is the OHL in 60 podcast. I'm Reese Demaney along with Colin Ward. 90th episode of the show. We're getting closer to 100. We'll get there eventually. Unfortunately, it'll probably be an off-season show, but hey, I think that'll make it better. Look back on the first 100 shows. So, I mean, it'll be pretty good. But as I do it, or as we do it, every 10th show, the man behind the music, Johnny Howe beauty again thanks for all the work with the music we enjoy it a lot for our intro for the breaks pumped about that so again at jonathan on air on instagram yeah talked to him at the outdoor game a couple weeks back working for the bell media hey ohl cop let me get me started with that the fact all right the fact that all right i'll just go into it the fact right, before that, Colin gets into it again, Johnny Howe, thanks so much for the music. That's awesome. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Cool. The, the the, this is going to be before we lead into our featured game, everybody. We're just going to get this out of the way. Wardy was going off about it Monday night. Here you go, Wardy. The fact that the OHL Cup was not on TSN is a complete and utter joke. Like, are you, are you kidding me right now? Like, so Monday night, you saw what I said about the like before we went on air. I went on the TSN uh, uh, TV schedule. I'm looking at it. So two channels. We got a two hour, a two hour college basketball college championship preview show. Okay, seven to nine. The minor midget hockey game will be done at nine o'clock. You're not going to miss any time. You don't need two channels of that. We have curling on two channels. So there's four out of the five. And the fifth one, we got that's hockey, which I get. That's a programming rights thing. They do that all the time, but who cares? But, <laughs> but why, like, why do we not, like, we have all these streaming channels on TSN. How the heck do we not have the OHL Cup final on there? Like, you take over the CHL right. You have the biggest CHL tournament in across the whole league going on you have the championship game you have a kid up for exceptional status you have a kid with 16 points in six games going into the finals but nobody's gonna know about them no wonder why it comes draft time and i mean i don't mind it because hey we get to talk about prospects more right but no wonder why people don't know about these kids when they get drafted oh this kid's really good right this kid's unreal and all of a sudden, they're Del Bell Blues. Like, you know, like all, like who we said, this kid's unreal. All of a sudden, Bo Jalison has got 26 goals. Like, nobody knew about those kids being – everyone that watched and knew he was going to be good, but nobody knew about him. Like, it's kind of a complete joke that they're not allowed to be on here. Like, they should be on the national stage. They're going to be on there. They're NHL stars. Um, a couple of these kids are going to make big bucks in the National Hockey League, like, these kids are the real deal, and they're not on TV. It's kind of a joke. Like, you looked at it, right? We saw Shane Wright on there. We saw Connor McDavid on here. Like, we've saw so many guys come through this game, right? And now that's gone for these kids. And, I mean, props the broadcast. I'm not knocking the broadcast at all. I think it's a really good broadcast tonight. Um, it's better than what it was through the round robin. I will say that. But at least it's broadcast, right? We have a broadcast. It's, it's reasonable. It's good. But it should be on the main stage. It should be out there. This should this should be like an event for Canada. This is Canada's March Madness tournament. This is it. But 
Canada doesn't broadcast it. They broadcast the NCAA national championship, which I honestly, I get that, but why do we need two channels for that? Right? Like he had an outdoor game in Hamilton, Ontario, the first outdoor game in Ontario between two OHL teams. And you have a Memphis game on basketball, Sacramento, like if it's even those teams, I don't know because I don't care. I'd rather watch the hockey game, but like, come on, like, let's be real here. So that's just my uh, rant of the week, I guess, because I think it's a bad, I think it's a missed opportunity for Bell Media because there would be a lot of people tuning into this game. Um, And I get it. Money talks, but money does talk, right? Like a lot of people that don't usually, there's not a lot of hockey on tonight, on Monday night. There's not a lot on. I mean, we have a Sault Ste. Marie Sarney game. It's 4-1 after the first period, which I tune into that. That's a good hockey game. It's a good team. It's two good teams, right? I have it on the split screen, but why not? All right. Why not have the OHL Cup on? That's just my rant. I'm disappointed, but yeah. Don't want to don't get too – don't want to get in trouble, but yeah. It's disappointing. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a good point you made, that Shane Wright game. I don't know if a lot of – probably a lot of people remember it. Um, that, that was best a, games all time. I was going to say Don Mills in Toronto going at it. That was a really good game to see. Again, Sportsnet had it, and Sportsnet set a standard. And mm-hmm. we have not seen that standard so far this season. I mean, we didn't talk about it. Yeah, Sportsnet did the one game a week, but, I mean, that's kind of what the deal was with them. You do the game of the week, you do this – Saturday showcase or whatever, or you had Friday night hockey back when it first kind of started. And, you know, then TSN, they really didn't start doing it on the main network until the new year. And, you know, you had the TSN go online crap, not crap, but um, streaming stream, but it was, wasn't through TS. It was through TSN, but it wasn't a TSN broadcast. So, I mean, that's the expectation is not, has not been met. The bar is way far below for TSN was when it so. was for Sportsnet. And I mean, help Sportsnet having the National Hockey League rights. They are hockey. But yeah, yeah, the standard has not been met. And I totally agree with you, Wardy. Um, again, whether or not people in British Columbia give a rat's ass about this game, um, when Shane Wright will be drafted first overall in the NHL draft and he's facing exceptional status, people will be interested in that because yeah. Knowing our luck, he will end up out west in Edmonton, like however many number one overall picks have in the last 10 years. So maybe <laughs> yeah. they would care. Uh, but but anyways, yeah, hey, it's 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 rough to say yeah. that. I just want to add this. Michael Misa, 15 years old, he's in the game tonight, exceptional status candidate. He's going through the program right now. I think he gets it. Right now in the OHL Cup, 15 points in six games, not including the finals. Pretty good for exceptional status player. I think yeah. he gets it. When you go to a big stage like that and get exception like and do that good, you're gonna get it. Yeah. That's like the last round of testing, right? You go through the physical testing, you go through all the mental aspects of it, go through the whole season. But people are missing that, right? People aren't gonna know about that now because it's not on the national stage. Like people aren't gonna go out of their way to go on and watch a link to go sign up for this. And like, and yes, we all have CHL TV. All the fans that probably listen to a show have CHL TV because they're fans and they want to see their team. And that's just the way the that's just the way the league's going. Mm-hmm. Like we talked off air two years from now, there won't we don't even be talking about this because it's just this is just gonna be the new normal. But yeah. it's because of missed opportunities by these companies. That's why. 
Um, right? That's honestly my opinion. That's why. And it's a missed opportunity, but people aren't going to go out of their way to sign up to watch the one game, right? Because people aren't like that, right? They're going to be looking on TV. So hopefully, hopefully it catches on because missed opportunity by the big companies, in my opinion. Yeah, and I mean, I can totally understand the national championship for basketball. No problem yeah, but- with them showing that. Um, curling doesn't need two channels, especially when Canada's playing Italy. Yeah, that's yeah. game of the week right there. Um, yeah. But anyways, yeah, that's that's our two cents for that. To start off the show, as we go throughout the next 50, 51 some odd minutes, uh, we'll chat about our featured game this past Friday. Uh, I was unable to get to the odd because of... Not stupidity, but stupidity. Uh, Spitfires and Rangers did battle this past Friday. Uh, we'll get to things that caught our eye over the weekend around the OHL. Uh, suspensions. Yep. Uh, we're going to do something fun. Playoff predictions. I think this will be a fun segment. We've got two weeks matchups. left to go. Um, yeah. Fighting for matchups. We've got seven teams clinched in the Eastern Conference right now. That fight for eighth is up for grabs right now. I think, I think can- next week. I think we I think know who that team's going to be, but we're going to have to wait that extra week or few days, whatever you want to call it. And then, yeah. of course, the West, well, West is always always heating up. They've got a couple more spots. Even the, so. Yeah, even the West from 7 That's to 9. That's more of a race right? in the East. Yeah, but I can tell you one thing. I think Peterborough is going to make it interesting with Sudbury. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Because yeah. – with the people out of their lineup right now, they got some good players out of their lineup. You never know, right? Like, they were hot, and then I kind of jinxed them, which I took the blame for last week. You did. And now it's like, are they are they good enough to get in? Like, what's it going to be? Because Sudbury's being more competitive in games, but yeah. that's going to be a good one. That's going to be a good debate. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? Players of the week, of course. And then, as it being the great week that it is, The national holiday is taking place on Friday, opening day in Detroit. I am gone all weekend to the good old U.S. of A., so we will have no featured game. We'll just kind of give you an outlook on, you know, a few games to keep your eyes out or to keep your eyes on as we talk about those playoff races. We won't be really talking about the top teams. It's really those bottom teams around the 7, 8, 9 spot uh, who are fighting to get in the playoffs, so. All of that is coming up within the next 50 minutes, but we will start in Kitchener. Featured game this past week, the Spitfires and Rangers did battle at the odd, and it was the visitors and Western Conference leading Windsor Spitfires. Getting the dub 5-3 was the final score. Quickly run through the scoring summary, and then Wardy will give you his thoughts as he was there. He saw what it was like at the odd, the atmosphere to see. You know, not a huge matchup, but to see a top team going up against Kitchener who, you know, they're fighting to get in the playoffs right now. So start things off, 436 into the first period. Oliver Peer, his fourth of the year. Ethan Maidema, Luca Hano getting the assist, make it one nothing Windsor. Uh, they would nice add ball. another, Matthew Maggio, and we're going to talk about him for quite a bit throughout this uh, recap. 38 goals on the year for him. Luca Heno, Wyatt Johnson getting the assists on the power play marker. That one came uh, at 8.31 in the first period. Kitchener would then flip the switch. They would get two 
before the first period was over. Reed Vlad's 25th of the year comes from what Joseph a game. Serpa. Uh, Justin Nolette getting the assists, 17-14 mark in the first period. And then Patizian, unassisted, 31st of the year, 2-2 after one as he scores with 45 seconds left to play uh, in the first 20. Yeah, uh, and what a, what a game for Reed Vlad. Sorry, Reese, but what no, a game for Reed Vlad. Reed Vallad had a heck of a hockey game. It wasn't just because of the two goals. He was all over the ice, drew some penalties. I thought he had a really good hockey game for the Kitchener Rangers. Um, tough, effort, tough effort, obviously a tough result, but he played a really good hockey game, Reed Vallad. To the second, 7.05 mark, Alex Christopoulos is 13th of the year. Jacob Maylet, Josh Curry getting the assists. 7.05 mark, like I said, second period. Kitchener would respond again, Mr. Vlad, his 26th of the year, Joseph Serpa, Navrin Mutter getting the assists at the 842 mark of the second. And that was it for the middle 20 uh, in terms of scoring. So 3-3 after 40. And then the Spitz would get the only two of the final 20. Will Cooley uh, from Wyatt Johnston, game winner, 624 mark of the third. And then Showguest, not a big deal. Pasquale Zito, empty netter. <laughs> 18-32 mark, 5-3 uh, the final for Windsor. Uh, Wardy, you were there. What would you think of it? What what what'd you take away from this one? It was a good pace. I thought Kitchener had a really good effort in the hockey game. In my opinion, I didn't think they were terrible. I mean, the shots, yeah, they were shot by 10, but that, yeah, and the one power play might have affected them, right? The 0 for 3, 1 for 4, Windsor, right? You get that other opportunity. We don't know if they score on it or not, and we won't know, but – Played a heck of a hockey game, I thought. Windsor, Windsor just is so deep, right? They got three lines. It's so good. And it starts at the top, right? When you get the guys like Johnston and Maggio, 38 on the season, 79 points on the year. I believe 79. But what a year. What a year he's having. Really good hockey player. And then they get Christopoulos at the deadline. Really nice pickup as well. That second line you look, right? And their power play is so good that they don't need Zito on the top unit, a drafted player. And Zito's got 22 goals this year. Like that's pretty, that's solid. Right. When you got two good units and the parrot ad was big too. I like what Windsor did. I think Windsor, and we said it about a month ago on the show that Windsor, I think is a team in the West because they're deep. The question is, is their goaltending good enough? And we'll find that out. Medina didn't look terrible on Friday. Um, breakaway goal for Patizian. Balada had a couple nice goals, but they weren't soft. So mm-hmm. I said he played a quality game. And that's, in my opinion, a quality game, right? It's similar to a quality start in baseball, right? Like, what it, what even is a quality game anymore? You don't really know. But in my opinion, that was a quality game. He made the big saves. He made those extra saves. I think I marked off. He had, like, two saves that were goals. So those go in, and they win. Mm-hmm. So quality over quantity for, for uh, Windsor with the saves. Heck of a game. I thought um, Windsor looked really good. I think that a team will be in the West. Yeah, no, they're starting to separate their maybe not separate themselves, but they're starting to make themselves that team. You know, we talk about the start London had, oh, they're the team to beat. And then you look at Guelph, the run they <laughs> oh, yeah. they're te- the team to beat. Now we're at the <laughs> point where, well, yeah, it's looking like Windsor with two weeks left to go. They are running after the division title, the conference title, and of course the they're championship. Close. Windsor uh, looking for another championship. I mean, they've had success since. They've moved to the WFCU center. So look, I want to say they're five points away. I don't want to say they're like five points away from the conference. 
Yeah, as it's the conference right now, is going to be the division. Night. The conference will be the division. Eight o'clock. Windsor is seven points ahead of the Flint Firebirds. Both have played 63 games, so five games left to go. Yeah, Windsor. Who math? They're well, four points away, you could say. Again, barring yeah. Flint doesn't win a game. Um, Windsor is four points away from clinching the division. Um, only well, and the four points away from the conference as well, because Flint has yeah, more points than London has, despite London having a, you know one less game played. But uh, London leading the division, they've got 80 points. Closest to them is Guelph at 71. So the London Knights are going to win the division. I think yeah. that's set in stone right now. Yeah, no, it's the West. The West is fun. You thought we saw Flint make that run. Yeah, they're the team to beat now. It's Windsor and. I think it's going to be one of those West division teams we see play for a championship. Just, you know, the top four are three West. And then you got the Midwest with London, right? And the West has been the way better division this year. Yeah. It's been interesting, right? Because would it be if Repro shoe didn't get hurt? That's the one thing, right? Where would they, where would the Knights be if bro shoe didn't get hurt? And And I mean, obviously it tests their depth. What now? What's your opinion on a lot of Knights' depth? Right, I know. I think mine's changed for sure on their last drafts because of the depth. I mean, what if we saw? Right, what if we saw? Um, we saw five hundred deep, but it's going to be interesting to see for sure down the stretch. Um, but yeah, Windsor's got it in my opinion. I don't. I don't think they're dropping the ball. I think one and two are set. But then after that, we got a team in fourth that could finish seventh. Like it might be a, it might be a gong show there. Yeah, uh, the Windsor Spitfires, it helps that they are, they've won their last 10 games. So they're right up there with Hamilton in terms of their last 10 stretch. Well, in North Bay as well, with the battalion being nine and one in their last 10. So, yeah, yeah, it's been fun. I mean, and for Kitchener, you look at it from their perspective as you lost on home ice. You never want to do that when you're trying to clinch a playoff spot, trying to get in. And, well, more than likely, you're either going to face Windsor or London in round number one. But again, despite the loss, despite getting outshot, despite not controlling a whole lot of the play, I think that they were, like you said, they were still good. They still played a good game. Pavel Chayon, um, a lot of the yeah. times, looked very calm in that net. I mean, Ooh. like you said, Windsor fired 43 at them, gave up yeah, four. No well, I guess you could say 42 because of the one empty net goal, but uh, stopped 38 of 42 and all yeah. of his saves, he looked calm. I didn't think there was any panic in any of part of his game. He yeah. played a solid, he, solid 60 minutes or less, just under 60 minutes. Yeah, he quite possibly had the save of the night in the Ontario Hockey League. There, the Kitchener power play, that Windsor chance, shorthanded where it mm-hmm. went off the blade of his skate. <laughs> that, that fuck yeah. was going in. I think it went off the back of his skate. But uh, that was quite that was quite the save. That save, the empty net goal, wouldn't have been the insurance goal. That would have been the insurance goal if that goes in because – what a save by John to keep his team in the game. I mean, you give up, you give up a shorthanded goal in the third period, already down one. Then it's like that's so deflating, right? Mm-hmm. Like next thing you know, it's like six three, seven three, right? That's when the starts getting bombarded with goals. But that's a big save. That's one of those game changing saves. I quickly want to add about that. Thanks for mentioning Chion because he played really good. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, put a bow on it. Five three Windsor defeats Kitchener uh, in our featured game this past week. All right, Wardy. Other thoughts from around the weekend. I mean, some pretty good matchups. 
uh, throughout Ooh, yeah. the week, throughout the weekend. I mean, what stood out to you? Well, first off, um, Sunday, I believe, Jim uh, Gilchrist's uh, 2,900th game. That's mm-hmm. a major accomplishment. Radio guy for the Kingston Frontenacs. Just want to say quick congrats on the Avarice tonight. That's right on. I mean, that's a lot of game. That's a lot of hockey games. Recent, uh, pretty cool. Uh, that's got to be pretty cool. And I like, yeah. can't wait to see 3,000 because that's a big deal. When you get to 3,000, like, I mean, yeah. something's got to be said there, right? When you hit those milestones, the next one I would say is 3,000. Yeah, well, just think of all the players he's seen come through Kingston. Like, holy Ooh. crap, man. Around the around the whole OHL, like, conference, yeah. like, Eastern Conference, like, division. Like, yeah, it's insane. And, yeah, Kingston's had a lot of good ones, especially this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. I, I'll always continue to say this, and it's f- Ted Lehman, voice of the Ice Dogs, t- said this to me is, you know, and as, as Jimmy hit his 2900th, 2900th game, uh, you always seem to get older, but the players stay the same age. <laughs> yeah, junior so, hockey. I mean that that's just the way it works. It's unfortunate, but uh, yeah, that's the way it works. So he um, saw a lot of different hockey styles, too. Oh yeah, he, he saw this league change in a big way throughout his tenure. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in Kingston, they fell Sunday was not a fun game for them falling three, two in overtime <laughs> to the Oshawa generals. And I mean, if you're, that, if you're a Kingston, you're trying to track down Hamilton. And if they're going to do that, no, they're not, not a chance because Hamilton's already clinched division blonde moment momentarily for me, as I pulled up the standing, see the X, Y next to Hamilton, but uh, uh, North oh, yeah. Bay, if they're trying to get, I'm having a moment here. North Bay will get second place. Yeah, North um, Bay over Kingston. So good one, Reese. God, nice solid few Kingston. seconds for me. Kingston, Kingston's in trouble in that third spot with Barry, I think, because of the games in hand. That's the part. Barry, I think, is the team that's going to rise. We're going to touch on that next segment because there's when you look at that standings, games in hand, games played. Mississauga is in there too, where they played a lot of games. I think. Yeah, Mississauga think three games left. Barry's got seven. Yeah, I think that worked. The math, if the math adds up, and if uh, Barry keeps on a heater like they are. Mm-hmm. They might get in that spot. I think they will. Um, I also things other other things that caught my eye. The Oshawa Generals. I almost had them on. I almost had them on the the whipping chair. I guess you could say. Almost had them in trouble in the black hole. I guess for the Vegas Raider fans. That's tough for me to say being a Broncos fan. But I almost had them in that dark spot because Thursday night was ugly. It was terrible. I mean, there were guys that looked like they did not care. It was bad. It was about to be that the worst – it probably was the worst performance I've ever saw this year by a team. It was bad. Um, if it wasn't for Papasakis, the game's probably 10-1. It was that bad. Um, what a turnaround. You go beat Kingston twice. Almost They got out of it. They got out of it. But hard fought, obviously, going to extra time in both overtime and a shootout. But they almost had me there in Oshawa, that's for sure, because it was such a bad effort, and it didn't look very good. And you can see some, like, you know, when you can tell, like, okay, it's not their night. And then you can see like the effort. Mm-hmm. And that's when, you, that's when you see coaches getting very upset with their players because you can see the effort's not there. And that's kind of what you saw. And I felt sorry for Papa Zach. Cause I think he got, he got hurt at the end, but I think it was just fatigue. I thought they should have pulled him earlier because he was just getting bombarded in shots and the score was relatively close against Hamilton on Thursday. But, Tough effort for the Oshawa Generals up front. I thought they'd have more of a fight back, 
but they just got pushed around. They mm-hmm. they didn't get their tenth shot in the game until like three minutes to go in the third period. That's terrible. Well, like, well, it doesn't well, matter who you're playing. I was going to say that brings back flashbacks about the outdoor game, how much time it took for them to get their first shot in the third period. And they still ended yeah. up with less than 20 shots in the entire game. Right. And they're, yeah. they're going to get a good opponent in the first round of the playoffs. And it's not like they've been bad for the last, you know, few weeks or last couple months or, or anything, but they're definitely not playing hot hockey as in we're going into the playoffs. We're going to play a tough team. We're not at a level we want to be at, and if we keep playing like this, it's going to be a very quick out in the first round, uh, especially if you're yeah. looking at teams. You're going to get North Bay, Kingston, Mississauga more than likely. I don't see Oshawa dropping all the way to eighth to see Hamilton, but um, you're going to get one of those three teams for sure, possibly throw Barry in the mix as well. But, yeah, I know they're four, five, oh, and one their last 10. It, again, it's not terrible, but it's not at a level that you want to be going into the playoffs. And that's kind of what the bottom half of the Eastern conference is right now. Uh, I'll be it besides the Mississauga steelheads who are four, five, and one in their last 10, they're in fourth, but it's kind of a trend right now. Bottom five in the Eastern conference minus the Niagara ice dogs who are six, three, and one in their last 10, but. Well, um, Hey, I think that one, I think yeah. that one, I think they're playing so well because the pressure's off. I think Niagara's playing so well because the pressure's off, right? What do they have to lose? Yeah, the mathematics are still in their favor, but Peterborough losing everything, Niagara winning everything, it's possible. Is it going to happen? Yeah. It's kind of tough. But you're playing loose, right? You can see the difference in play. I think they're playing a lot more. I think they're playing looser. Um, There's more freedom. There's more freedom to their game, right? You can can see it in the play. and also, Rose and Swag's playing really well. And Costanzo getting goalie of the week, which yeah. was a head scratcher to me. Costanzo gets goalie of the week. He hasn't played a game since. That was kind of – that was kind yeah. of an odd moment. I, no that, I don't – that didn't make – I know. Sorry, that didn't make much sense. I was the next thing on my list. No, um, that's fine. Costanzo gets player gets goaltender of the week, and then he doesn't play. That made zero sense to me because you draft, he's your top pick in your draft. And he gets goalie of the week. He's your goalie of the future. I know Rosenzweig's a stud right now, and he's been good. But Costanzo is the goaltender of their future, in my opinion. I mean, you draft a kid that high as a goalie, and you left a lot of players off the table instead, right? Like, Yeah, Niagara's at the point where you got to just alternate. Yeah. You expect to not? not make the playoffs. Let's let's rotate. Let's get guys time Opportunity. in the net. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that kind of that was kind of a head scratcher to me because I thought he deserved more after playing so well and getting goaltender of the week, right? Like, why not? Especially when they had the back to back. And also, um, pretty cool feel good story. Uh, show guess not a big deal. Bo Jelsma scoring the game winner, OT game winner on Saturday against the London Knights at home. Pretty cool because Bo grew up a Knights fan. You know, and he talked about this when he came on the show about how he went to Knights games, right? And I saw his dad posted a cool picture on Facebook. He had a picture of uh in Niagara 2016 when, uh, with Mitch Marner mm. after the London Knights won the OHL championship and uh, got a picture of Bo with a Knights jersey on and uh, Mitch Marner behind him on the glass, got a picture with uh, Marner after they won 2016. So pretty cool, uh, pretty cool moment for Bo Gelsma, 26th on the year, Reese, and that's a question I have for you. Does Bo Gelsma get 30? Four goals in seven games. I think he gets there. I hope so. 
I hope so. Bill's yeah. a really good guy, right? And you just hope yeah. he does. You hope he gets it. That'd be really cool. But uh, I was to say, I'm not sure how much the like the actual number thirty means in terms of where he goes in the draft. I'm sure it'll pump him up a little bit. Helps. But when you score, th- yeah. Well, when when you score thirty, you're expecting to trend up, right? Yeah. I mean, what's the difference between four goals? What's the difference? But I don't think it is well, a big that, difference. That, that's what I mean by that. It, it, great milestone to get to when we're talking about a guy who's playing in his first OHL season. You just Especially, help to wonder when he doesn't make the top prospects game and he scores 30 goals. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it's odd. But, um, I mean, I again, not that. taking anything away from any of the talent that was there. But there were some other guys, too. Petrosky, Udon, yeah. Pano. Though, like, yeah. there's some four, there's four good ones, but yeah, I get what you're saying. And it's, I don't, I didn't really get it, but yeah. I hope he does. I think now with computers and stuff, right? Then you're thinking about third, you're thinking about 30 because they do the trends, all the graphs and stuff, that all the analytics stuff that's coming into play nowadays. Which yeah. I'm not a big fan of analytics, but all that stuff coming in. Also, um, a big one Hamilton wins the East, uh. Mason McTavish starting to take over games. We saw him play twice this weekend because Hamilton had two home games. Finally had a home game on Thursday. It's been forever since they had a home game since they had the outdoor game. But yeah. um, nice atmosphere in the building. Um, get an environment like always. Uh, if you're in the Hamilton area, get down there and support your Bulldogs because they're on an absolute heater. And Mason McTavish is starting to be Mason McTavish where I don't think I saw him skate with the puck as much as he did before in the inter hockey league but he's starting to take over games now he's looking like the nhl player in in an ohl league like he looks like he's an nhl guy already playing against kids like he's that good the goal yesterday on sunday that he scored that's that puck just exploded off the stick i actually got the video of it recently you can't even see the you can't even see the puck it's on it's on and off the stick like boom like so quick um such a good player and hamilton's depth and I quickly want to touch on this because I got another question for you after this. But Templeton's death Sunday against Peterborough, and they did it, and they've been doing it all the whole weekend. But Jan Mishak, the third line center, I saw that on the graphic. I'm Remember, like, bruh, who, who's their second line center? Oh, um, their second line, Mason McTavish. Yeah, their second it, line center, McTavish. I'm like, pick. bruh, who's their first line? Center? Oh, yeah, Logan Morrison. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Oh, the third, the third <laughs> overall pick in the National Hockey League draft. The guy would have made the NHL this year if it wasn't for options and stuff and the nine game thing. He would have made the NHL this year. He's an NHL player. He's on. He's on the second line. He's on the second line. Like it, honest. Like they're so good. Like they are so good. And they changed their power play up. Remember a couple of weeks ago, Reese was saying that how they're not in the one time spot. I think that's an effect. Because yeah. all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you see Steos up top and one time spot, obviously up top, the flanks do it matter. But you see McTavish and Morrison in the flanks. All of a sudden, McTavish starts to heat up. I'm not going to say it's an effect, but it's close to it because yeah. it's unreal to watch your power play. Just the team's so good. And they're just clicking on all cylinders right now. Reese, you have 46 wins. They broke their OHL. Uh, this is their OHL franchise record at 46 and probably going to continue. I was going to say three points away from a hundred, five games to go. They do have a game coming up against the Niagara ice dogs in two Fridays. I'm sure there's a pretty good chance. They're going to get two points out of that. 
if they then all they need is an overtime loss and well, they get 100 points i think it's set in stone right now but yeah i think i think you're going along the lines that i am is well, they're probably not going to get to a uh, eight points to get to 105 but how many how many guys are going to be in that lineup i think that's exactly where you were going is what how many times are we going to see a full guys. lineup for hamilton in these last five games well, that's the funny thing because we barely saw a full lineup until the last. I know two that's weeks. why it's hilarious. Since until the outdoor game, until the outdoor game, we really haven't saw their full lineup, and they dominated that outdoor game. That I was saying, they still didn't even have Yanni Shock for that. Yeah, yeah, they didn't even have Shock for that. Like, it's wild to think like they really haven't had their full lineup for long term. They've had it, but it's been for short sprints. Yeah. It hasn't been all year, so it's going to be interesting to see come playoff times because this is how deep they are. Um, and it's interesting to watch, but that I want to quickly say 44 was the record. They passed that. That was a, a longstanding record OHL for the OHL franchise of Hamilton. Um, now 46 is that record. It looks like continuing to climb. Mm-hmm. Um, you think they get 50 wins Four more? I don't, I don't think they do. I'd have to look at their schedule. I don't have it popped up. I'm going to pull it up right now. Obviously we yeah, know they got, got that game against Niagara. But like, who's gonna play, right? Like, yeah. what's the point? Like, that's the thing. Not, like, out of these five more. games, does Costantini see three? Well, that's the thing. Him being out, he plays on Sunday, right? Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna play a couple because I want to get him in. So, so yeah, eighth, I got it up Ottawa. here. Okay. So they go Ottawa the eighth in Oshawa Sunday. So there's two road games. They have one home game left, by the way, and it's that game against Niagara. Uh, then they go the 14th in Barry. That'll be a fun game, actually. Hamilton Barry. I think that'll be a really fun game to watch. Um, yeah, yeah. The we'll fan appreciation night against Niagara, and then a Sunday afternoon affair at the Erie Insurance Arena. I can tell you right now, probably McTavish, Morrison. Yeah, how many guys um, don't cross the border? Jack Guy, <laughs> Steos will not be playing in that game. Yeah, there, I think that whole weekend. They might not be playing in the Thursday, maybe against Barry. Depends, right? Barry's not a far trip for them. It's right, like it's close for them. Yeah, so like you, you get the trips to Oshawa and Barry. They'll they'll play in those games. I think it's. But I don't know if they'll play the back to back. Yeah, when you're going up against a tenth place Eastern Conference team and then a borderline playoff team in the Erie Otters, I think. Yeah, that's tough. You know what I think they do? I think they go Constantini on. Third on the fourteenth in Barry, and then they go draw back fifteen seventeen, and Malba Malba backs them up. Yeah, I can see that, especially on the Sunday. Costantini not traveling to the states, I can see that. They're, like, why would you, right? Like, why would you play your guys when you don't have to? Like, yeah. just the way Hamilton's been hurt this year, and the way they haven't had luck with their lineup. Exactly. Why would you even roll the dice on that one? Um, just let it yeah. be, let it be, right? Like. No use doing that. Um, but that's a good problem to have resting guys and the way they've mm-hmm. gotten hurt. And Hamilton only really ha- plays one way, right? They play hard. Like you watch their defense, they're always up in the rush. Um, mm-hmm. they're aggressive, they're physical, they got a target on their backs. I I would be very surprised if they play their guys the last two games when you don't really need to, yeah. especially where the teams are in the standings. Why would you do that, right? Play the young guys, let them get in the draft, let them get their draft stocks up. Yeah, I agree for sure. A couple things I wanted to get to. Um, There's a chase for rookie points Mm -hmm. record. And in Niagara, to be specific, we're talking about show guest panel Femus. 
and former first rounder Aiden Castle, both chasing down down Akil Thomas's 48 point mark in his rookie season, 16, 17. God, that was a fun year to watch. Um, will they get there? Probably not, but they're going for second place. Uh, I think is Marco in Sam. I think his first name is Marco. Ooh, what a name. Yeah, that that's, well, that's God knows way back, way back before Niagara was in any relevance to me, <laughs> but um yeah, they're both Early chasing that down. I think they're around 37, 38 points each. And Sam had 41. So, I mean, you look at the Ice Dogs, five games left to go. Castle and Femus are going to play on that top line with Daniil Gushin. I think, I think they'll get into second place, second and third place, respectively. Obviously, unless they tie in points. But uh, 48 from Akil Thomas, that's going to be a little bit of a stretch. But uh, I just wanted to shout that out. Uh, Panel Femus, despite missing the amount of time he did, Boy, if he didn't miss any time, he probably would have passed Akil Thomas's 48 go- yeah, well, 48 point mark. So you know what? The thing is, the thing is that her panel was a start, right? The start too, for yeah. pan- the start per panel, he was so inconsistent, right? And he'd be the yeah. first to admit that. I mean, 38 points in 49 games this year for the Ice Dogs. Minus two for the last place team in the conference to be a minus two. Yeah, that's off, panel. I was going to say, when the team itself is minus 80 in goal differential, they scored 205 <laughs> and um, stat of the week. given up 285. Yeah, stat of the week Big brought deal. to you by opening day. Opening day. Baseball is awesome. There's okay. your stat of the day. For you. No, 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 no. No, oh. absolutely not. Go Jays. Go, Go Tigers. Jays. I'm getting my Go Torkelson Jays. jersey this week. Hey, that's cool. Hey, that's cool. Hey, I like the Tigers. I like the Tigers. You do. It's Jays fed. Oh, yeah. I, I Hey, I'm not an overboard. Well, I mean, I'm a big Jays fan, but you know what I mean. If the Jays don't win the division, I'm going to chirp the hell out of you. There's no reason they shouldn't win the division. There's no reason. They should. It'd be devastating. <laughs> hey, hey, but I'm going to be a real, I'm going to be a realistic sports fan. I'm not going to be, oh, but we were so close. But Vladdy Jr. almost, almost had the triple crown. No, that's not going to be me. It's a failed season. Who Last cares? Year was a failed season. He, Last year was a failed season, in my opinion, yeah. for the Jays. They should have made the playoffs. They should have well, I mean, tried I mean if Marcus Simeon knew how to throw a ball, throw a ball, they beat Detroit or, and they or, tie Boston. Or, or, the, or, or New York. We bring in Valeria to bunt for Alejandro Kirk. That what, and then AJ Hinch calls them an idiot? <laughs> He's not wrong. Didn't I thank you for that? That no, was did awesome. I, not? I think because we went the next day. Wasn't I thanking you for him yeah, saying oh yeah. that to Montoya? Oh because yeah. I wanted to wait. See, I'm not going to be a quote-unquote Leaf Jays fan. I'm a Wings Jays fan. Yeah. <laughs> Just but, don't tell people to shut up because that's a typical Leaf comeback. You guys haven't won the Cups in 67. You can't even chirp. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Wow, good one, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know how I'll ever. Oh, I don't know how I'll ever recover from oh, that God. one. Uh, anyways, uh, one more point I have on notes on the week: um, the playoff race between the Erie Otters, Kitchener Rangers. They might met twice this past weekend. Erie won both. Kitchener did get a point in that four-three overtime loss, but Erie got four head points out of that weekend. That jumped them into eighth place, one point ahead of Sarnia. Sarnia's got an extra game in hand. So, you know, you can look at it from that perspective. They got an extra chance to pass the Erie Otters, but that pulls Erie within three points of the Kitchener Rangers for seventh. 
59 points for Kitchener. Erie's got 56. Uh, just you had to win that weekend if you're Erie. If you had any shot of at least finishing seventh, there's still that shot at eighth with the battle with Sarnia. But if you wanted any shot at getting seventh and not playing the red hot Windsor Spitfires in the first round, uh, that, those are four points you had to get. And right. they got the job done, uh, albeit uh, on home ice, but you got to win those games in order hey, to even give more. a chance. Even more valuable, right? Home ice doesn't yeah. matter where you're playing. Home ice, so you got to protect your home. You got to protect your house, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's your place. You don't want to give up four points at home. And uh, yeah, that was massive. That was huge. And I can't wait to talk about the matchup, Trish, because it's going to be interesting. Yeah. I know we're going to dive in deep, and I know we're pressed for time, but that's going to be inter- it's going to be a fun debate about the matchups. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, we're forty minutes into the show right now, so it is time for a break. When we come back. We'll quickly run through the suspensions and then we will get into playoff predictions. It'll be fun. And of course we'll get to the player and goaltender of the week to kind of round out the show uh, this week. So we will take a break and come right back here on the OHL and 60 podcast. Welcome back to the OHL and 60 podcast. I'm Reese Domaney along with Colin Ward. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the OHL and 60 podcast. Find all the content for all our featured games, pregame, video previews, as well as the link trees up there to the YouTube channel, to every podcast platform that we are on, including Apple, Spotify, and of course the Bulldogs audio network. So again, at the OHL and 60 podcast, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. During the break, Colin and I decided that baseball was awesome, so we were going to chat about that for half an hour. But uh, yeah, we talked for a half hour. Yeah, we took a half hour break to talk baseball. You know what it was like? It's like when you're at the office and you're on lunch break, and you just all of a sudden you don't even have your lunch. That's what that was like. It was like, yeah, that was a good conversation about baseball. Jays better win the division. You have the right to cheer at me if they don't. I mean, unless there's a bad injury which you never hope to happen yeah. other than that they should but yeah and the tigers spencer torkelson mlb debut friday night friday afternoon and, yeah and their social media team did a really good job hyping that too yeah that I, cool. I heard the full story today as we continue to talk baseball on an ohl show um and our first time heard on that PSN story on air. very true <laughs> very good baseball. oh yeah oh that was almost um, like a I still, have, I still have that memory saved on my phone. That was, mm-hmm. that was awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, I heard that whole story. Do you think, and this, this stuff happens in hockey. Like this, this relates to all sports is, you know, Spencer, Spencer Torkelson, he screwed up. He ran into Baez on a pop-up that was on the left side of the infield. Torkelson's playing first. Why the hell was he going there? I have no idea. So they pull him into a meeting. You got AJ Hinch, you got Alavila, the GM, you get Miguel Cabrera, who's a stud. You get, um, their infield or bench coach. I can't remember who it was, but anyways, so I pull him in. They talk about the situation. Hey, you should have done this. You should have done this. And he goes, yeah, no, that decision, it didn't work out very well. I mean, he caught it, but, and they're like, yeah, you better clean that up by Friday. He goes, what are you guys talking about? And they're like, well, you're in our lineup opening day. You better clean that garbage up. 
And that just kind of went the way it was. Miguel Cabrera had a first baseman's mitt with him. He gave it to Torkelson to be like, Hey, you're the guy now. And like, there was, it was a sick story. Again, it, it, it happens in all sports. It just, that was a cool moment for the Tigers for their top prospect. He's getting the call. So yeah, that's why I like the solo lap so much because the solo lap, like it's not just like for show, right? Yeah. The solo lap. It's like, you're there. You made it, right? It's your moment. It's meant. It's your moment. It's your debut. It's something you're gonna remember for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the cool part about the solo laps because when like these kids go to plates and we see Bo Jelson scoring an OT winner against the London Knights on Saturday, like he's not gonna get that solo lap in London this year since the game was in Barry. It was a rare makeup game, and so we'll play you guys, right? <laughs> but that's basically what it was. And he's not going to get that moment, but the score of the OT winner is a big deal, but it's just cool for a guy like Bo to have his moment, right? Like you're playing and it's similar to the Gavin Bryant goal. Gavin Bryant scored the first goal this season for the Owen sign attack at Budweiser Gardens. Yeah. Like Ingersoll native grew up a London Knights fan, right? He's playing for the visiting rivals, Owen sound attack, same division rivals, right? And he scores the first goal for his team in his home rank yeah. in the, in the bud. Like, Moments like that are what makes sports so great. So that's why I'm glad you mentioned that because, like, he's Torkelson's a good kid, like, good guy uh, and everything. And it's cool to talk about those stories, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could have had double the rookie laps in terms of how many rookies were actually in the OHL this season. So um, that's another aspect to it. But uh, it's an, an important part of the season, two weeks to go until the OHL playoffs, which were actually supposed to end this past weekend. I think they were, they were supposed to end this past weekend. So yeah, of course with the Mem cup tournament getting pushed back, you know, the OHL had some buffer room with all of their postponements. So kind of worked out that way uh, pretty well, but uh, two weeks out, we're not going to go in depth. That's not until our show two weeks from now. And we do our full playoff predictions show. We're not going to do that at all right now. Uh, But it it is fun to think about because we look at what's going on in that eight, nine spot in the Eastern conference between Peterborough and Sudbury. You look in the West with Kitchener, Erie, Sarnia, like it's a fun thing to start chatting about because we are at that stage where teams got to start winning hockey games and hoping everyone else loses. So that's kind of what we're going to go over again. No featured game this week as opening day, the national holiday of the year. Um, we have to take it off and pair respects to baseball, but uh, I'm still going to be in arenas. Wardy will still be in arenas. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I will be actually, I'll be in an arena Saturday night, jackets and wings. So that'll hey, be fun. nice. Yeah. Not Hopefully bad. the wings can actually win a game. Yeah. Well, good. they're not playing Ottawa, so you never know. They can't beat any team. I'm in Ottawa. Like, oh my God. even though any team, it's been bad. It's stupid. But yeah. Uh, but, at, anyways, we'll start with the Eastern Conference, Colin. And I don't yeah. know what, like, how do you want to do these predictions? Are we talking like matchups so, or? Do you want to do that if the matchup started today? And what we, like, let's just have our own thought about it. Like, what we think the matchups will be. So, right. what we think is going to happen in the standings. Because really, there's only one difference in the standings in my opinion that's going to happen but uh yeah we'll get to that because so right now we'll start the playoffs i think the niagara ice dogs are right now the team that does not make it 48 points game in hand let's say just the percentages you gotta win out you gotta win out you need peter to lose out it's tough right and then you got Sudbury the next day it's tough they're playing good hockey 
So you never know, but we will see. Um, but right now, I'll say the Peterbilt Peets get in. Um, they would play yeah, I think Hamilton. we're both in agreement to that. So, yeah, they'd play Hamilton. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah, um, this is where it gets interesting. The Ottawa 67s. He has that game in hand. Oshawa has, but it's only two points. The head-to-head are massive in this situation. Do you think the Ottawa 67s move up to the sixth spot, Reese? Uh, yeah, 62 points that, for Ottawa. That's tough right because now. they left two points on the table against Niagara. I mean, Ottawa had a three yeah, run that was lead tough. in that game and give up three straight to Niagara. Like, that's a game you got to win. And that's they're tied it, right now. If they win they, yeah, they'd be again still with the game in hand for the generals, but yeah, they'd be tied. That makes a huge difference. And I mean, again, you look at it, oh, we still got three games to go. They got four, they still got to win, and we still got to win. So let's go out. Well, yeah, that's all fine in Jim Dandy when the end of the season comes around and hey, nice. you're behind like them by one point because you could not close out a 3-1 lead against <laughs> the Niagara Ice Dogs. So yeah. I think Oshawa's still strong enough to hang on to that sixth spot. But it's on the reels. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, you don't – the way they've played against Hamilton the last few matchups, I don't know if you give them a real shot. Again, whether or not we see the actual Hamilton Bulldogs show up to the Tribute Community Center is a different story. But, yeah, I just – I still think Oshawa has the better goaltending. I mean, Lever, we'll get to him in goaltender of the week. But, yeah, I, th- I, think, he's, I think he steals that six spot, Patrick Lever. And, yeah, then Papasak well, I mean, is playing for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll say, so Ottawa-North Bay right now would be the matchup. I think that is the matchup. I don't think North Bay is going to fall out. I think North Bay is yeah. the two. Um, that situation is interesting, then. Uh, we have North Bay-Ottawa, I think both of us, 2-7. Then – Yeah, with uh, – yeah. Yeah, I don't – Mississauga, I don't think it's going to catch North Bay. The two yeah. games in hand help, but yeah, North Bay, they'll finish second. Yeah. And for Oshawa, we have them in the sixth spot. I don't think they're going to move up. I think 72 points with Barry's games in hand is just too tough for them to catch. Yeah, I don't think they're going to catch that. So we'll say Oshawa Kingston then in the first round, or do we have something else brewing? You think this, I don't think this side catch them because the games in hand, those games in hand, they're too yeah. tough. Yeah. They're uh, tied right think- now, but. I think it's Kingston Oshawa that first round, and that's a matchup. Mm-hmm. That's a good matchup. That's a good first round matchup. Yeah. Well, well, and I, Oshawa, I, hate, I hate to keep bringing them up because, it, like, I hate trashing teams. Uh, Kingston also plays Niagara one more time. I, mm-hmm. I, I hate doing it, but Kingston's going to be pumping for their. They're going to be pumping out their full lineup. Those top two lines are going to play a lot of minutes to secure that three spot. So. The, there's yeah. two points there again. Niagara's been good in their last 10, six, three, and one. But I just, if you can't beat Niagara to get into a good position in the playoffs, I think, yeah, I, I don't, I think, again, I hate doing that, but I think Kingston's in. I think Kingston's in the three spot. I think they're a lock. I don't think Barry catches them because they'll only one game in hand. But I, I'm starting to believe Barry may catch Mississauga for four games in hand. I'm starting to believe that. That's interesting. That yeah, I mean, Barry scored more goals than Mississauga, so I mean, and, and they can definitely keep them out. Barry, why, we've seen their goaltending, so. And you might think, why would that matter, right? We like 
you, that four or five series, right? Mississauga Barry, in my opinion, is a four or five series. I don't think that's going to change. Yeah, it's just dependent on home ice, right? I can tell you though, that's going to be a tough series for Mississauga. You're talking a Red Hot Forester three hatch yeah. on Saturday night. Yeah, like. Barry, yeah, talk, talk about a rookie in the league potentially getting 30 goals in Bo Gelsma. Like, I mean, you still got Brant yeah. Clark on the back end. Ethan Cardwell still a really good player. Like, good goalie. Yeah, exactly. That's a series. That's a series. That's a seven-game series. And I can tell you right now, once Barry got Forrester, now you're all of a sudden believing that they're that contender everyone was talking about at the start of the year. Yeah. You can Forrester's an elite scorer in our league. I mean, he's right up there with the McTavishes. Not at that level, obviously, but he's a tier below. He's right there. He's probably with the Evangelistas, the Johnstons. Well, well, you think about it, too, from behind the bench and Marty Williamson and uh, James, James Richmond. Richmond. <laughs> that, that's what I'm going to look at. I'm going to watch that series just to see how they coach. So you get Hyatt, Jelsma, Aiki, you got Delbel Belus back. <laughs> yeah. This is a series. This is a series, and that's a tough. That's a tough one. I think it's a lock for seven games, but that's our matchups. I would say so: Hamilton, Peterborough, North Bay, Ottawa, Kingston, Oshawa, Mississauga, Barrie. Just who gets home ice in that first round? Probably the only debate we have right now in the East. That'll probably be answered by the time we talk next week. Yeah, about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not a whole lot of debate there, but. Yeah, I think it's just yeah. the East is it, it is the way it is. It, it yeah. was close, and teams have you know run away with their divisions, run away at the top of the conference. Talking Hamilton, North Bay, and then you got the middle pack: Kingston, Mississauga, and Barry are all kind of in that tier of yeah, we're really good, but it's that second round matchup we got to get past to show that we're real contenders. And then you got the bottom tier teams: Oshawa, Ottawa, Peterborough that are well they're gonna fight for a sixth game because you look at the top three tough to get gonna be tough to beat them so i think they're fighting to at least get a sixth sixth game uh potentially is again as bad as that is to say i like seeing competitive series but um yeah two top two good top two teams in the east for sure um with kingston being very close second so well here's the thing Here's my question to you and listeners at home or wherever you may be listening. Let us know about this one. But if the Kingston Frontenacs don't get to that second round, if they get upset by Oshawa, is it a lost season for them? Absolutely it is. Because this is a like, I don't know if during the scenes, because Erie in 2017, they just got better. Or 2016-17, obviously, after losing McDavid, they just got better. Mm-hmm. I mean, it took them a while. It took them a while. And, hey, they didn't even win the Memorial Cup. Yeah. They didn't even win. Yeah. And so it took them a while to win Erie. And my point is, if Kingston – is, I don't think Kingston's in that same spot as what Erie was. I know I compared yeah. the two before because it makes sense because you get an exceptional player like Shane Wright. Yeah. And I'm not comparing to McDavid, but you get that franchise-changing player. And – you lose playoffs this first year. You don't have a season the next year. Then if you lose in the first round, mm-hmm. that's not a good experience at all. So we'll see what happens, but that's just uh, my opinion on it where wisdom's going to be gone next year. He'll be up. Chromiak will be gone. There's going to be that first line is going to be different. Yeah. Whether or not they see Marilyn in back. Edmonds. Like, yeah. Braska Edmonds, like yeah. they're OA rookie. Like, 
it's going to be interesting. Like, what's Kingston next year, right? Like, I don't think they're in the same spot here. He was, I mean, with Strom coming back, them Radish coming back, like, they were loaded. They already had piece. They only lost one piece of the puzzle, obviously a big one, but they were still loaded. The breakout coming was huge. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting to see, though, right? Like, it's going to be Ludwinski's team, and what are we going to see, right? Or Cherry, is Colin step up, right? It's going to be interesting for Kingston, but I think Kingston has the most pressure, I would say, in this playoffs. Mm-hmm. I agree. Because when, because you could say North Bay with Coe, Petrov, Russell, but you still have Ty Nelson coming back, a possible mm-hmm. Joe Verbetic, possibly. Yeah, but you get, you're for sure yeah. going to have Devin Sentis back, and exactly. he has been a really good backup. Exactly. Winslow's back. Yeah. Like, they're going to be, like, I would say North Bay there, but it's definitely not on Ham- Hamilton made the most moves. But that doesn't mean the pressure is on them because when you look at Hamilton next year, Donovan's back. I mean, they got some guys back next year. Diaco, like, they'll be mm-hmm. good next year, Hamilton. Like, this isn't just a one-year run. This is a two-, three-year run that Hamilton's going to go on here. But maybe two years, and three is a little bit of a stretch, but they'll still be good in three years. But yeah. it's interesting. Yeah, you, you won't see that immediate drop-off from first to eighth. You're going to start – you know what you're going to start to see? You're going to start to see the Eastern Conference, quote-unquote, London Knights. Because everyone talked about London, right? London's bad year. What did they do? Finish fourth? And they got swept the whole yeah, town? Right. Even by London standards, the way they've played since Brett Brochu has gone down, this ending. is a bad year for London. <laughs> yeah. Like. yeah, this is a bad year for London. They're in second place, first yeah. in the division. And next year, I mean, they got some big shoes to fill this offseason. They're going to have some big yeah. decisions to make because that Midwest division is going to be a wagon next year with Owen Sound, Guelph, Kitchener. I mean, mm. Kitchener's... Kitchener, eight out of their top nine scorers return next year. Yeah. Like, possibly both their goalies. Like, that's like, they're going to be loaded. And they're kind of the afterthought of it. I mean, Owen Sound's going to win 30-plus again next year. They're going to be good next year. I mean, Guelph, Guelph, Guelph penciled them in top 10 in Canada. I mean, because next year, hopefully the rankings are right. But penciled them in top 10, top 10 in Canada already. Yeah. I mean, they'll be loaded. But – Tough shoes to fill for them, for sure. They'll have some big decisions to make this offseason on the nights, that's for sure. And Erie, obviously, is no slouch as well. Yeah. So they got some decisions. But it's going to be interesting to see because Hamilton, I don't think, takes that drop-off for another five years, I think. Like, they're set. They've drafted well. Steve Stales had a really good plan. You can see that. He plays, the, he plays his cards right. Doesn't give a lot out to the media, right? Like, it's perfect. He Like, he's good. Like, you're not going to hear a lot from him, right? Not gonna, he's not out there. Um no people with no names on Twitter are going to find out about his moves. And that's just what you want to see. That's just what you want to see from the GM. And uh, I think they're in a good shape for sure, Hamilton. But uh, on to the West. Yeah, might as well move to the West. We went into the London Knights and Owen Sound attack and the Guelph Storm. So might as well get to the West. And we'll start with that race for eighth. Well, I mean, you can say seventh <laughs> as well. But I already got the schedule um, up, Reese. Yeah, you've got Kitchener, Erie, Sarnia. Saginaw will more than likely actually they will not make the playoffs. Uh, they are already out four games left to go and they are 11 points out of a playoff spot right now. So Saginaw is done, but we got the other three Kitchener, Erie, Sarnia. Like I said, Kitchener 59 points. They've got six games to go. Erie six games as well. They've got 56 points and then the Sarnia sting have seven games left, 55 points 
I think we got to decide who finishes seventh before we can decide who finishes eighth here, Wardy. So I'm, we might okay. as well start with that. Kitchener's got the seven spot right now, like I said, with 59 points. Are they able to hang on? Is their goaltending going to be consistent throughout the yes. last six games? Are they going to be good enough defensively around their own net? Yes, I think they. I honestly, I think they're good enough to finish. I think I don't think they drop. I think they stay in seventh. I think they don't move. They don't go up. They don't go down. They're standing seventh. They will play a lot of nights in the first round. I think that's a lock. I think that is a lock for the playoffs right now. Um, two sevens, write it in, sell the tickets, book the schedule. Yeah. It's going to happen. London Kitchener. That scares the heck out of a lot of nights. I can tell you that right now. If London Knights don't have Brett shoot, they might lose that series. Yeah. Legit. Well, if, it's we not might, might as well talk about that. Lock. Yeah, might as well talk about that now. That was another discussion in the break for us is, when do we rule out Brett Brochu for game one and two? That, do yep. we get and, to a point there? Do we, because Ryan Payette on Twitter, he said that, you know, he's seen him walking comfortable, you know, comfortably week. from his eyes, like obviously just watching him walk around. Speculation. But like, what point do we get to where if he's not skating by this day, you can rule him out for at least game one or two? Also, for a goalie, you need shots. You yeah. can't you can't go from a boot and walking and watching to just into a playoff game. That's insane to even think that for a goalie to go into a playoff game without like without a skate. So he probably needs at least a week and a half week skate at the least a week. Um. So I would say by next Tuesday. So when we're talking to you next, if you don't hear him skating within that week. I don't think he's a go for the first yeah. two games, at least for the home games. Yeah, well, that, I think his only saving grace is game one's probably going to be a Friday night. So you think yeah, you still got three Friday, Fridays. Sunday. Well, two Fridays in between what could potentially be a Friday night game one. Yeah, You're looking at three, three and a half weeks as of April 5th. Yeah. I would say Friday, Sunday. Yeah, I'd say Friday, Sunday, and then Tuesday, Thursday, at the odd, and probably honestly, you could go. They'll probably go Tuesday, Friday. Give them the Friday night game at the odd, then go game five in London on the Sunday, yeah. and then then it'll be then it'll be a Tuesday, then Thursday game seven mm-hmm. in London in London, Tuesday in Kitchener. Because Kitchener plays those Tuesday night home games. They'll get the two Tuesday night games, it's similar to what Peterborough will get on the Friday night, on the Thursday night. So they'll get the Tuesday, Thursdays in Peterborough because they played Thursday nights forever, Peterborough. And that's similar to what Kitchener is on Tuesdays, right? They've always played those late London game, London uh, golf games on Tuesday nights. That's what will happen. Um, that's probably what the schedule will be. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it that we're talking about schedules, by the way, because, like, we haven't been able to talk about schedules in the history of the OHL, the O and 60, OHL and 60. We haven't been able to talk about playoff schedules, so this is freaking yeah. awesome. I know. So right? Not bad, eh? Let's just take a moment. Which is hilarious because I usually chirp uh, I usually chirp schedule shows. You know, Sportsnet will do their NHL schedule show. Awesome. And, and then that's when you wait for it, and you're like, oh, which jockstrap company is it sponsored by this year? But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the fact that we're getting to talk about OHL playoff schedules, we've never go. done it before. Yeah, yeah, we've never done it before. But yeah, it. all right. Uh, now you want to go to eighth place, Erie Sarnia. Yeah, so I have Sarnia's schedule out right now, Reese. Do you want to go? So sixty-one games played, right? Do you want to open Erie's? Yeah, yeah. Sarnia's so, got sixty-one. 
because this is we got to go in depth here. Sarnia is currently losing, and I'm guessing, and obviously it doesn't matter because you already know the score, but it's a Monday night recording. Seven to one right now. This is their game in hand against the Erie Otters. Seven one with seventeen forty eight to go. Yeah, seventeen forty now remaining in the game. As I look to my left, but yeah, that doesn't look good. That doesn't look good. Losing that game in hand hurts. Yeah. So now it's on square one. The games you take the games out of the mix. So Sarnia's game on Thursday, the next game April seventh. So a couple more days. They're in Erie. Is that the Erie? Yeah, it's at the Erie Insurance Arena. Six o'clock start on a Thursday too. And by the way, the other game on. The OHL Cup. Thank you for broadcasting that one. Mississauga Junior Sense. They were my pick back in October. Have just won the OHL Cup. Nice. So congrats to them. Congrats to them. Yeah. Pretty sure the there's a game. Frasca brother in there. Part of that. Yeah, team. yeah. Gabriel yeah. Fra- yeah, Gabriel Frasca. Mm. Fra- what a player. Ooh, what a player. Yeah. Mississauga was loaded all year. I, I like what I saw. I saw them play twice and I was like both times I was like jaw dropped how good they were for 15, 16 year old kids. Like Mm-hmm. Unreal. So congrats to congrats to them and the junior Canadians. Heck of a run. What a run for them. I mean, they lose six two tonight or yesterday night. They lose six two. That's tough because I can guarantee you they've never lost by four all year. Like that's rare for them. And I remember at the beginning of the game they were down two, and I was thinking, how often are they down two goals? So like probably not too often, but good run for them. Heck of a run. It's sad that when you go when you have such a good year and your minor hockey career ends. Yeah. Like that, when you have such a good group. Um, Panel Femus's brother, by the way, on the Junior Canyons, the Bud Lines there. But a heck of a run for them. Good job, Mississauga. Congrats, boys. And uh, yeah, back to the show. I just want to quickly shout that out. Is it just oh, ended? And I figure we should get that in there for the OHL Cup. But congrats, Mississauga, and a heck of a run, Toronto. That's for sure. For the Junior Canyons program. Yeah. But so Thursday's a do or die game, six o'clock, by the way, in Erie. I'm surprised that isn't a typo. <laughs> Why? <laughs> like, extra hour, I guess. Yeah, to yeah, yeah, I have no idea. Opening day, the border's going to be busy. I mean, absolutely will be. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Like, I'm not. Yeah. Tigers don't play till Friday, and we're leaving here around 7, 7.30. We'll probably get to Detroit around 10. So, should be all right. But, I mean, yeah, so, Sarnia yeah. Sting, that, that – that's do or die for them. It, I mean, eerie as well, but that Thursday night game, if we're not tuned into that, must, do we make that a featured game? Yep. 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 <laughs> That's a, yeah, we're going to do that. So that's going to be our featured game. game. Yeah, we got to do it. boy. Yeah, I got you. you your, and it works yep. out. It's on a Thursday. Perfect. Yep. That's the game. That's the game. Hey, do we do a Zoom preview for YouTube? Ooh. It's not a bad idea. I'm down. What do you mean you don't want to travel to Erie? The hair cut, eh? The hair's got yeah, no, I'd no. go to Erie. I would no, go to Erie. I'm not. <laughs> not, before, I would do it. not before Friday morning. No thanks. I would do it. I would do it, but yeah. I I'm on now I'm actually thinking about it. But yeah. That, no, yeah, we, we can do I'm a preview. Sure. Yeah, we can do a preview. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. That's a tough one. Stand by. Stand yeah, by. Yeah. We'll tweet it. We'll yeah. tweet it. Don't quote us on it. But that's a game. And then they have the next night, they go to Kitchener, 7.30. That's a big one. You're playing another team in the race with you, the seventh, Kitchener, the seventh seed. Um, then Sarnia at Flint, Sarnia at Flint, back-to-back games. So that's a tough one. Sunday, 
Sunday and next Tuesday, then Friday at home against Saginaw. That should be a win. It has then, to be a win. Then, then they then they round out the game. Then they round out their schedule in London, where they've dominated the Knights this year. That's a win. They'll beat London. That's a win. But Already. that's a win. That's a win. Yeah. London probably won't play anybody in that game, right? Unless, yeah. unless Brett Rose I'm gonna say if Rose ready to go, he'll play that game. He has to. Yeah, he has to. Yeah. So that's that's the signest thing schedule. So one, two, and then. We for sure have not counting the Thursday game, the Friday game against Kitchener and Erie. I have them going two and two. Obviously, the next two, so that's over four games, not their six remaining, but two and two. Does that get them in? Let's see, Erie's. You got the Erie schedule? Yeah, I got it up right now. Of course, uh, their next game comes our featured game Thursday, April 7th at home to the Sarnia Sting. By the way, Erie has all but one game left uh, at home. That one road game comes on the ninth. They are in Flint to take on the Firebirds. And that That's rounds weird. not rounds out their yeah, it rounds out their weekend because then they get a nice Monday night game. Another 6 p.m. start at the Erie Insurance Arena. They host the Kitchener Rangers. Whew, yeah, hey, that's another big game. That's an that's such an advantage, though. Hey, playing those weeknight games at home. Massive advantage. As you oh, know, God, the yeah. dogs playing those Thursday home games. It's a, especially at six o'clock, that's a massive advantage. Like yeah. you're throwing, like you got to go from Sarnia to Erie on Thursday night. That's a tough trip for Sarnia to play a six o'clock game. And that extra hour is a big difference because instead of leaving at 12, you got to leave at 11. So that means your morning routine's totally different. That, that one hour, it's like, honestly, it's like when you lose that one hour of sleep, mm-hmm. like how you did, like how we did a couple of weeks ago. That's what it's like because it's just odd, right? You're in a routine. And uh, that's an interesting one. Erie, that's, that favors them for sure. Yeah. Uh, then Erie on home ice again, Tuesday the 12th against the Guelph Storm, 6 p.m. start again uh, at the Erie Insurance Arena. And then to round out their schedule, yeah, it's not very easy. You look at all their games before these last two, and you're thinking, boy, they better win them because they're – They got to win now. Tough test. So – they get the Windsor Spitfires and more than likely their first round opponent. If they're able to get into the eight spot on the Friday night, that's back to a seven o'clock start. And then as we've mentioned, they get the Hamilton Bulldogs two o'clock on the Sunday to round out their schedule. And that they better win at least three out of those four games (laughs) before they get Windsor or Hamilton. You get Dave Brown on the phone. Please, Steve Stavis, do not. Yeah, yeah I listen to the. Exactly. I listen to the. And by the way, I've talked to Dave Brown numerous times this year in the elevators at First Ontario Center and around the press box this year. And he's a fiery guy. And I know this isn't what he's thinking, but I'm just being sarcastic right now. But can you imagine, Steve? Just here's hear me out here. Let I'll I'll give you guys. I'll fill your pop machines up for for the for the playoff run. It just. Let McTavish stay at home and watch the game. Let him get, you know, let him rest up. Let yeah. those guys, let Jack guys stay. Let That's the only thing home. that works in the Otters' favor right now. <laughs> that helps. That yeah. helps. Honestly, and I don't even have to say that because I it's probably a 95% chance they will not play. Or you see around the Niagara Ice Dogs, I was around a lot of nights. Like you see, you see what they are. You know, and like when those teams are good, you know that they're not. Like yeah. you know, those rest days come. And I, 
honestly, I believe that's what's going to happen. I would yeah. highly doubt, especially with the way Hamilton's lineup well, this year. I, 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 I got a question for you then. Has he made them put up a no fan like attitude in the press box in Hamilton <laughs> like he did in Niagara? <laughs> oh my the God. Effect. It's so the bad. Effect. <laughs> yeah. Hey, shout out to Brandon Caputo there from the Dog Pound podcast there with that one. He's all over that, eh? Beacon. It's hilarious, isn't it? Oh, you get so fired up about oh, the dude. fan, like, yeah. Well, they had a they had the fireworks a couple weeks ago there with uh, a certain team coming in, but with no radio, and all of a sudden, yeah. you know, wearing hockey jerseys. Yeah, yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. What the heck? Uh, but anyway, yeah, it's team's got to win. That's at the point we're at right now. Uh, we'll quickly go over the rest of the Western Conference here. We're yeah, way over. Um. You know, we talk about the Spitfires already as part of the featured game. They've got number one in the West locked up. It's just a matter of time till they get there. Uh, London Knights, 95% chance they're going to win the Midwest. Yeah. Don't really have to chat about them too much, although it is interesting to watch. We already know that series. Brett progress back into the lineup. Uh, the Flint From Firebirds. Yeah, like Flint Firebirds, they've cooled off a little bit of late. 5-4-0-1 oh, in their last 10, but... No, they're in a spot right now where they're fighting with Sault Ste. Marie for that third spot. Sue's six points back. They have one game in hand. Uh, Flint's played 63. Sue's played 62. Uh, again, you could throw that to Flint right now and just put Sue in that fourth spot. But it, that race is still there. And with it's Sue good. having this game in hand against the Sarnia Sting Monday night, getting the two points there, that brings them a little bit closer. But hey, with Flint, you go back to the old. Uh... Sutter quotes from a couple of weeks ago in Calgary um, with the cushion. It's like a feather. When you take too many feathers out of the cushion, you don't got it anymore. So you still got to keep playing. I love that quote. I love that quote. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's the Flynn Firebirds model right now. Mm-hmm. You got a cushion, but you just can't take the feathers out. Yeah. Because they uh, have one. We'll get to the Guelph Storm. I mean, fifth place team, George Burnett. We, we know they'll be different in the playoffs. So play really hard every game no matter how many games they. i start. think they're the top i think they're one of the toughest teams yeah i mean if you get a guelph sault st marie first round you're looking at the same situation as we have uh in the eastern conference with barry mississauga again they're still up for grabs guelph could pass sault st marie four points back I, of the storm so i think i think with i think with guelph that four or five matchup if Guelph gets in, only one point up on Owen Sound, but the two games in hand, I think, helps Guelph up time. Yeah. But though that series to me is Sue's deeper. And obviously, I'm a big Cam Allen fan, but how does the, how do the Allens, the Bush singers look in the playoffs, right? How do they look? And obviously, Sar- um, uh, Guelph getting those guys from Sarnia, the OA, Saprika's been there, but they haven't because Sarnia, Braden Guy, the captain, but they've really never been there in Sarnia. So it's going to be interesting to see because the yeah. Sioux OAs have been there before they've been there. So it's going to be interesting to see the difference in experience. I think that's the one thing about that series that we got to look at is how does the experience add up? Mm-hmm. And plus can Tucker tie and can he play possible seven games in the series of hard nose hockey? Yeah. I know, I know we're talking about a goalie, but a goalie feels the environment that they're in. They become a product of their environment yeah. and let's see, what happens in a series, right? Can he win those games? He's going to have well, to. Well, and that's one goaltending matchup where you look at it as question again, not taking anything away from any of these guys, but they're not 
top 10 goalies that you can yeah. for sure say in the OHL, right? You got teams that are in that four or five area. Matt is in the top 10, top five, possibly. Mississauga, yeah. it's not even close. Both of those two. guys are up there. Like yeah, it's, That's the decision. Who are they like, going to start? Like, this is a four or five matchup where you're like, goaltending. Who's stopping Who pucks? Yeah, exactly. Well, Gual, Gual's been 50-50 all year, but yeah. uh, Bennett and Oster have been 30-30. Uh, they hit the 60-game mark with 30 starts each. Yeah. Who's your starter? It looked like Bennett. Remember at the start of the year when Bennett wasn't really great, and then Oster was, and then all of a sudden Bennett was unreal. He wins goalie of the week like two out of the three weeks, I think, and all of a sudden, no, oh, that goes off. But uh, that's going to be interesting to see what happens there for sure in that four or five matchup, but it's going to be a good one. It's almost, it's almost that time. It's exciting. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, and then last thing we have to talk about is Owen sound. I mean, 30 wins again. They're <laughs> never an easy out in the playoffs right now. Yeah. Sixth place. They would get Flint. I like that matchup for Owen sound. There is a possibility. Like we said, one point behind gotcha. Guelph again, two point two games in hand for Guelph, but they're tough. Owen Sound, I mean, there's not guys who are top 10 in scoring who are big, big, huge names, but they're good names that they're guys that can score. Yeah. And you're just wondering, what are they doing this year? That's why they're interesting. You get 30 wins a year, you never know. Yeah, I mean, I really, honestly, I think Chenard's the most underrated goaltender in the Ontario Hockey League right now. Obviously, there's some really good ones that are underrated, but Chenard's been very consistent there in Owen Sound. And remember when they traded Goose, and everyone's like, why are they doing that? But they won 30 games. Yeah. So what's the drop off, right? They still won 30 games. If you have Matt Goose in this lineup, and this isn't a shot at Owen Sound, they're a young team. But Matt Goose, uh, realistically, is he going to get them? Five more wins. So I believe they're take, they they probably took a step back, and then now they're already taking two steps forward mm-hmm. with this. So it's a very good move for Dale DeGray. It's a good side for both teams. Barry need to do something with the goaltending. Very good move. That's kind of that crucial move in it you see every year. Mm-hmm. That's that one. Because Chenard, Chenard has been great, and uh, Barry got their guy in a way goaltender. Yeah, you need to move team. on. Like like we said, we talked about it in Niagara all winter. You know they the need time. to move on from Tynan because they got two guys who were knocking at the door ready to go. So, Yeah, um, they had seven goalies at training camp. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, not a whole lot of time left. We are going to take one quick break. When we come back, we didn't mention the suspensions, which isn't the worst thing in the world, but we'll just kind of quickly go through them. And then, hey, do you uh, want me to quick? I can read it now if you want. Have yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah. Quickly. So, London's Jared Keane gets three games for a cross-check. He's back on April 6th. Um, Kingston's Quentin Burns gets five games for a check to the head. He'll return on April 10th. That's a Sunday. Um, Riley Piercy at Flint gets four games. He'll return April 15th. And also Sudbury and uh, Delhi native. For I like how you put Delhi in caps. Yeah, you like that, eh? Oh <laughs> but yeah, Landon McCallum, Delhi native. Uh, he gets suspended indefinitely. Check from behind. So that's going to be interesting. He's back to finish the regular season. Yeah, yeah, he'll be back. He won't get he won't get more he won't get more than five. Yeah, he'll be back. All right, uh, you know what? Screw the break. We'll just do it now. 
Uh, player of the week this past week in the Ontario Hockey League goes to Mason McTavish. Four goals, three assists, four victories for the Bulldogs as he recorded seven points. Also in consideration for the award, Wyatt Johnson of the Windsor Spitfires. Shocking. Two goals, five assists for him. He had seven points as well in that three wins for the Spitfires. Cooper Walker, also in consideration. He had six points, yeah. four goals, two assists in three games for the Storm as they were 3-0 uh, on the weekend. Yeah, he had a nice week, Walker. OHL goaltender of the week, Patrick Lever of the Oshawa Generals, 2-0-0-1 with a 2.52 goals against average. Save percentage of 933. Generals got five of a possible six points, clinching themselves a playoff spot for this year. Also in consideration, Jacob Oster of the Guelph Storm. A couple of wins, including a 43-save performance in Flint this past Saturday. Helped them book a trip to the playoffs. Also, Mateo Droback for the Hamilton Bulldogs. He had his first career OHL shutout going 2-0 with a point. 8-6 goals against average, save percentage of 9.57. As we mentioned it, the Bulldogs clinched the East Division title. And we talked about it as we went through the schedule. Coming up this Thursday in Erie, it is the Sarnia Sting and Erie Otters. Eighth place is up for grabs, gentlemen. Have at it. Do battle. It should be a fun one. Stay tuned at the OHL and 60 podcast, Twitter and Instagram uh, for all the updates throughout that night. Again, 6 p.m. start in Erie. Erie, A little bit earlier. Yeah, Erie 2-1 and and head-to-head this year. So I'm looking to even it up. Yeah. Yeah, two points can be more important. Imagine we make it a three-point night with an overtime game. So wouldn't surprise me. That would make it even more exciting. But uh, that does wins and eat the time. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, that does it this week here on the OHL and 60 podcast. We went about uh, 25 minutes over time, but oh, well, we had stuff to talk about. No big deal. Um, yeah, it was fun for everyone out there. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, I'm Reese Maney along with Colin Ward. Hope we hope that you enjoyed the show and we will chat again in seven days.